All right, everybody, welcome back to the Heath Barn. Hope we're having a great day. This is episode 104, and it is my top 10 favorite athletes of all time. Um, so it was a lot of fun. I had an honorable mention as well where I named some that didn't quite make the cut. And uh, talk about a couple other things before we get into all that. But um, very fun episode. Again, top 10 favorite athletes of all time. Enjoy it. Welcome to the Heath Barn. Hit it. everybody welcome to the heath barn and welcome to episode 104 and as you heard in the intro it is my top 10 favorite pro athletes of all time i'm excited about this one and i came out here and i wanted the episode to be about sports because i haven't done one involving uh sports here you know in the last couple weeks so uh i'm excited about this i uh, the list was kind of hard to come up with. I have an honorable mention that I will discuss, but um, hope you enjoy it. It is February, and February is kind of like a prelude to my favorite sports month of the year. I feel like March is the best month of the year for sports fans. Actually, I don't know if it's for all sports fans, but for me it is because March Madness obviously is huge and everybody loves it. It's also spring training, uh, you know. So your favorite baseball team, you have all the hope. Everybody's everybody's zero and zero in the you know win loss column. So uh, I love spring training, love March Madness, and um, honestly about. Not to make this about me, but my birthday always seems to fall on that first weekend, which is amazing when uh, my birthday is March 19th, and it always falls like on that first weekend of March Madness. So just uh, it's always very exciting. Now, February, some people think it's like a boring month, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, and I can see that a little bit because the NBA is whatever. But uh, college basketball is ratcheting it up for March Madness. And now, like Super Bowl used to be in January, now it's in February. So, Super Bowl's coming up on Sunday. Very excited about that. We'll probably have some content on the Super Bowl coming up soon. But um, for this episode, honestly, I came out here not even knowing what I was going to do, for sure. And then, But I always come up with something. So, I thought it would be fun for me to give my top 10 favorite pro athletes of all time. There is an honorable mention because I'm old and when you're old, you've seen a lot of sports and you like a lot of players. So there's also a lot that I dislike, but we're just naming the, uh, my top 10 favorites and an honorable mention. So, um, other things going on real quick, uh, not sports related. So happy that Curb Your Enthusiasm's back. It's one of my favorite shows. If you've listened to past episodes, uh, we talk about it. Larry David's the man. And we want the first episode came out Sunday, this past Sunday. 
and they picked up right where they left off and it's all good. And it's the last season. So, uh, excited about that. Curb is back. Besides that, I'm just glad January's over. Uh, New Year's resolutions are already down the shitter. I um, was going to start a diet for the whatever. My son's seven. I basically have been saying I'm going to lose weight since he was born, basically. So uh, this year, though, I really need to the most that I've ever ever have. So uh, that was the plan. But now I think the plan is going to go ahead and maybe ap- after the Super Bowl, because everybody, you know, hell, everybody eats their ass off at the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. Wife's birthday's this weekend. We're going to go out, I'm, you know, and I'm I'll probably, we're going to go to a restaurant and I'm sure I'll overeat then. So, you know, I'm just like, okay, well then now I have postponed it to the day after the Super Bowl to start losing weight. Even got family, we got family pictures first week of April. So I, it's, it's even like putting a timeline on it because I'm like, I'm not, I, you know, so it's, you know, it gives you like a goal to shoot for. I gotta lose, gotta lose however much weight by the time the family pictures are. So first week of April now is what we're looking at. But, um, anywho, uh, excited about the family pictures. Sure. Why not? But also, uh, excited for the Super Bowl. excited for, um, March, you know, it's again, we're on the precipice big word i got a bachelor's bitches took forever doesn't matter got one precipice of uh a lot of fun stuff coming up so any hoosers without further ado now i uh i also think i you know i've been watching illinois basketball been watching uh getting ready ramping up for the cardinals season and the nfl is obviously super bowls coming up so i was just like okay uh, this would be a good chance for me to give my top 10 favorite pro athletes of all time. I also want to say before I start, some of them are like uh, childhood. I'll explain as I go, I guess. I don't need to explain it now. I'll just, I'll just get into it. Let's just get into it. I've already yapped enough about random crap. So let's get into the list. Okay. My, I want to get into... Um, uh, honorable mention first, and I'll make this much, much quicker than I will the actual list, but I will say this. My first one, and he would be in the top 10, except he, let's see here, he played for the Spurs, and he was he would have been my top 10, like no-brainer. But then all of a sudden, he sits out a year because of an injury, and he... Uh, gets traded, whatever, just, he's kind of like, uh, he's kind of like the poster boy for load management crap. And he was never like that before. So whatever. First, I will mention Kawhi Leonard because he doesn't say shit. He is quiet. He doesn't, he's humble. He's a great defensive player. He's a wonderful offensive player. Like one of the best all around players in the world still. And is a hall of famer. Uh, but my, Hell, I remember when Stevie was like four or five months old, I bought him a Kawhi Leonard onesie, Spurs jersey. Like Kawhi was my guy, my basketball player, favorite basketball player. Amazing. But then there's that whole Kawhi deal where he sits out for like a whole season and then he goes to Toronto, leaves him after a year. And then like, like I said, like King of load management, you know, like 
why is he sitting out? Why is he sitting out? You know, that kind of stuff. So that, to me, that took him out of my top 10 and put him in the honorable mention. I still love him. I love the way he plays the game of basketball. But there's, for a guy that just never says anything and is humble and does he, he's, he's drama as far as, uh, like I said, just sitting out when he's has these mystery mystery injuries set out a whole year because of a quad, all that kind of stuff. So Kawhi Leonard is on my honorable mention five years ago. He would have been in my top 10 for sure. Okay. Next one, Brian Jordan, St. Louis Cardinals played for the Cardinals in the late nineties. I am a diehard St. Louis Cardinal fan for anyone that doesn't know that he, uh, was a great outfielder. He is a two-sport guy that gets no credit for it. He was a free safety for the Atlanta Falcons, and then he decided to play baseball too, and he was a hell of a baseball player. He uh, was exciting, and again, for he was just one of those guys. He had that kind of it factor for me. Played his ass off, played hard. Uh, always felt a little bit underrated to me, um, but he was – for the Cardinals uh, in the mid to late nineties, he was one of their best, if not the, their best player. I'm not like not counting big Mac, but um, he was a great, great player and played his butt off and was exciting. And it was during a time where in 96, we made the, the Cardinals made the postseason. I say, we suck it up. If you don't like it made the postseason, and he was our best, one of our best players, but I just loved him. Loved the way he played. And again, Two sport athletes may come back up later on in this episode, but he was uh, great. I loved him. So Brian Jordan. So we got Kawhi Leonard, Brian Jordan. Next one, Jerry Hester. He is a basketball player who played basketball for the University of Illinois. I loved him because he was very humble, very quiet, but also a hell of a player. When I first kind of became a huge fan of Jerry Hester was when I was in high school. I was a freshman when he was a senior and at the Topper Classic in Danville, Illinois. It was Chicago King, Chicago Farragut, Peoria Emanuel. Uh, we actually played Peoria Emanuel the next two years, but not uh, that year. But Hester played for Manuel, and everybody was talking about Chicago King, Chicago King. They had Richard Griffith and Thomas Hamilton, like these two. One guy was 7-1, one guy was 7-3. Uh, Hester dribbled, did a little baseline spin move and went up and just dunked the crap out of it on one of those two. I can't remember which one, no drama, no, whatever, just ran back, got back on defense. Like nothing happened. And I was like, I love that dude because again, quiet, humble, great player, went to Illinois, uh, had a very, very good career there. He ended up doing some radio calling the games for Illinois for several years, but you know, he averaged like 15 points a game for his career um but i always fall for those uh quiet humble types with with uh basketball because that move that he did that year if it was today these assholes that would would be like yelling scream at the crowd you know waving their arms around blah blah as their man runs back on defense or as their man runs back and scores you know so not a showboat at all. Just real. Just played his butt off. 
great player and humble. So he was always just a guy growing up that I loved, but it started right there seeing him play in high school and it just carried over to when he played for Illinois. Uh, next one, we got Kevin Garnett and Kevin Garnett's kind of on the same boat. He was at that topper classic too. And he played with a guy, uh, named Ronnie Fields, who was a Chicago legend. Uh, and Fields and Garnett Fields, uh, stats were very, very similar to Garnett's except Fields was like six, three, but, uh, Garnett, uh, went to Chicago just to play with Ronnie Fields and always pulled for him, but some of that topper classic when he was a senior in high school and, and just uh, rooted for him, always pulled for him ever since, and he ended up being an amazing, amazing player. First ballot Hall of Famer. Roddy Fields was, uh, he looked like a, I mean, I'm not exaggerating, he was 6'3", and he looked like Michael Jordan, and he had just his calves looked like somebody put softballs right underneath his knees. His vertical was, uh, close to 50 inches. I'm not exaggerating with that either. Put it on YouTube, Google it, whatever. He was. He just put on a show every single time he played basketball. Ronnie Fields did. And then, so when you went to sat the Topper Classic there in Danville, um, everybody was there to see him. And then Garnett showed up, and then it was just like a, it was a complete circus. But I am going to toot my own horn for like two seconds. I had the privilege of playing on the same team as Ronnie Fields. When I was a sophomore in high school, or the summer after my sophomore year in high school, they had a thing where the top 42 fresh or sophomores, they had a super soft camp, first one ever, uh, in Rantoul, Illinois, and there were 42 guys, uh, six teams with seven players on each team, and I remember getting the letter in the mail with the rosters, and open it up, and I remember seeing looking for the rosters and I was just looking for, I was looking for Ronnie Fields name before I was looking for my name. Cause I was like, cause he, he is a living legend in Chicago and, um, would, would have been an NBA, gotten a car wreck, broke his neck and, and whatever. But, uh, he is a living legend in Chicago and he, uh, so anyways, I'm looking for his name and, I find his and then I find mine and we're on the same team. And I just remember running downstairs, just screaming to mom and dad, like I'm on the same fucking team as Ronnie Fields. And it was, it was the coolest thing I ever did. I got to do as a player, uh, not playing for my school, you know, and, uh, you know, so, uh, the only reason I made that team was cause I, uh, when I was a sophomore, I led the area in like threes and shot like 57, I not like, there's no like I shot 57% from three when I was a sophomore. And I think people just saw that stat and I had, and I, uh, had the most threes in the area. So I think they just thought that I was, but, and, and I, I, again, I could shoot, but that's it. That's it. But, um, to play with him was, was unbelievable. Um, that's my, yeah, that's my coolest basketball. Cause I was just a big fish in a small pond, like in a little pissant town, you know, but, that was awesome. So anyways, Kevin Garnett. Sorry, I toot my horn there for a second. Okay, now. And then we got a few more. We got Calvin Johnson. Amazing. He I, he was always my favorite wide receiver because he was humble, quiet. And I'm going to put Larry Fitzgerald there too, as an honorable mention, because he was the same way. Anytime you get wide receivers that are dominant and they're not divas, uh, I just love them. I love and NFL players that are like that. I love them. So Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson are on the honorable mention. Uh, then we go to... 
Now there's one that this is more when I was growing up as a, as a, like back in the nineties, it's almost like you were either a Cowboys fan or a 49ers fan. And Michael Irvin was my guy. Something about him. I just loved him. Uh, so I put Michael Irvin on my honorable mention. Now looking back on it now, I'm kind of like, but again, in my childhood, I loved him. So, and then the other two are St. Louis Cardinals. I got Jack Clark. Played for us 85, 86, 87. Uh, He was my favorite player on those teams. I mean, Willie McGee, Ozzie Smith, Tommy Hurt. I mean, I love all of them, but Jack Clark was my guy. First baseman, just the big bopper in the lineup with a bunch of uh, scrappy guys get on base, steal bases. He was the big bopper in the middle. I played first base kind of, you know, like when I played baseball. So I I don't know if that was it or not, but uh, just always loved Jack Clark. Same kind of thing, just didn't say a whole lot. Just uh, he'd hit one about a mile and then just kind of slowly jog around the bases. So he was my guy when I was little. And the other one now, uh, on my honorable mention, is Arenado. Um, hopefully he retires as a Cardinal, but he has uh, been with us three seasons now. Uh, you know, love him. Um. So, yeah, but he's not my top 10, but he's an honorable mention. So, um, love Arenado. That is my honorable mention. Okay. Let me make sure I got everybody. Kawhi, Brian Jordan, Jerry Hester, Garnett, Calvin Johnson, Arenado, Jack Clark, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Irvin. Okay. Now, and remember, some of these are based on my childhood. Some of them are based on kind of like how I feel now. So, I'll let you know as I'm going. Number 10. Here's the legit list. My number 10 favorite pro athlete of all time is Chris Carpenter. Um, he pitched for the Cardinals, won a Cy Young with the Cardinals, uh, 2011 World Series. Um, he carried us. He was just, uh, just a bulldog, old school, badass kind of like a modern day Bob Gibson type, except not as good, but just uh, no nonsense old school pitcher. And uh, just absolutely loved him, loved his demeanor, loved the way he uh, did everything. So Chris Carpenter of the St. Louis Cardinals is my number 10 favorite athlete of all time. Number nine, this is a new one. This one, I pretty much watched the NBA playoffs last year, which NBA is hard to watch, but I watched it and I love them. I love how humble and quiet and dominant he is. Uh, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, he is my number nine favorite pro athlete of all time. He is amazing. He is, uh, you know, he's reminding me right now that uh, Larry Bird should be on my honorable mention. I apologize for that. I didn't think that far back. Um, but he reminds me of him a little bit. Uh, amazing passer, amazing rebounder, amazing scorer, but uh, just doesn't give a shit about just just whatever it's gonna whatever the play is to to help win and. No BS out of him in a day where there is so much BS out of NBA players. There's none out of him. So, and I just love how he's just 
and I grew up like my family, we owned horses. We have had race horses growing up. So he's got horses back in Serbia. It's like somebody it's money, you know, he's awesome. But the way he plays and I mean, I just love guys that aren't that athletic, but are just so much smarter than everybody else. And just kick the shit out of everybody, uh, without, um, Supreme athletic ability. I, I, I just think he's amazing. So, uh, I love Nikola Jokic. I think more, I, I feel like he is, uh, who more kids should model their game after. Not everybody can do what he does, obviously, but he's just smart. He's just, he's just smarter than everybody else. And, uh, he's amazing. He, you know, so I love him. He is number nine. And that came, I don't know, I mean, two, a couple years ago, I wouldn't even thought about having him on there. But, man, he he's the shit. I love him. So, he is number nine. Number eight, another basketball player. Something about him. Uh, I have some, I have, a, have an affinity for um, the guys that are kind of second fiddle. I don't know why, but you'll, you'll find that out the farther down the list I get, or the higher up on the list I get, I should say. Um, because Clay Thompson is number eight for me. I've just always loved him. Uh, he's not flashy. He's just kind of a, he's an amazing shooter, amazing player, great defensive player, was always was always their best defensive player. Draymond Green, blah, blah, blah. He's like the opposite of Clay for me. I hate Draymond Green probably as much as I love Clay Thompson. Because uh, Draymond never shut, just shut up. You know, Clay's the opposite. He's just, you know, he's just a killer. You know, he plays and he's got four rings and they wouldn't have any of them without him. And, and I, again, I love Steph. I, should, well, I shouldn't say I love Steph. I really, really like Steph, but I love Clay. And Clay is, was, has been my guy the whole time. And there's just something about him. I don't know. But again, as, as I keep going through this list, uh, you'll see a pattern there with guys that are just great hall of famers, but, we're never like, uh, we're, we're kind of like the second fiddle a little bit. Uh, so yes, Clay Thompson is number eight all time for me. Okay. Number seven, Goldie, Paul Goldschmidt, first baseman, current first baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals. I love him. I love how he plays. I root for his stats. I, you know, see, here I go. Like another one Auburn mentioned probably could have been Matt Holiday for me. Now that I'm thinking about it, I always rooted for Matt Holiday a lot when he played for the Cardinals. Like, but uh, Goldie, um, perfect Cardinal in my opinion. Um, won an MVP, but that's not why. I mean, I, I he just uh, again hits a home run, puts his freaking head down, runs the bases, no BS. Uh, great fielder, great fundamentals, great hitter, great player. Everything about him is is just, uh, you know, it, and people like to say the Cardinal way, and a lot of people don't like it, blah, blah, blah. But if you look at Cardinals, uh, I think he's a perfect Cardinal. And he, again, with all the bullshit that people do these days when they hit home runs and all that kind of stuff, he, uh, no. None of that out of him. No nonsense. Um, he's great. 
And uh, I love him since the second the Cardinals traded for him. And now, again, he's in my top 10 favorite pro athletes of all time. He's number seven. Okay. Number six. This is more from when I was growing up. Uh, When I was in the sixth grade, I begged mom and dad to get a pair of his shoes for basketball season. First year I played basketball, you know, he played junior high basketball my first year. I begged him, even though they weren't even basketball shoes, they were cross trainers, but it was, it's Bo Jackson. Bo, uh, is the, I'm so glad they had that 30 for 30 about him a few years back because it really, uh, if the young kids have the attention span to actually watch a freaking 30 for 30, they could watch it and realize, what a badass he was. He uh, he legit could have been a Hall of Famer in two different sports. And I talked about Brian Jordan. It is it is an unbelievable feat to be good enough to play a pro like a, a pro sport at a high level in two different sports. That's unbelievable, unbelievable. Okay, uh, Deion Sanders did it. Hell, Deion Sanders was. One of the best corner, cornerbacks in the league, and also hit leadoff for the for the Braves, but he wasn't an All Star cali- caliber player in uh, in baseball. He was a decent leadoff hitter. Um, Bo Jackson was like a freaking video game in two sports, um, and the most natural freakish athlete possibly ever i mean and and it's not just me saying that being biased if you ask a lot of people that know a hell of a lot more about this stuff than i do they'd say the same thing like bo jackson might be the best athlete ever um he was just a freak and on top of all that not cocky at all not cocky at all didn't do any celebration bullshit hit a home run he'd hit one like 500 feet and just run the bases in football, he'd run your ass over or run for an 80-yard touchdown, just give the ball to the ref. There was no BS out of him at all. So you take all – he was very, uh, very, very humble. I mean, he knew he was better than everybody else, and he'd tell you that. But he wouldn't like – but it was never any fist-pumping bullshit. It was just like humble and freakishly athletic and better than everybody else. But, but didn't like, it's almost like he, he knew like, he's like anybody with a brain that's watching knows I'm better. everybody else, I don't have to tell everybody just watch, you know, and that's, and that's what he did. And that's why, uh, you know, that's why I loved him. Another reason I loved him so much, but he dominated. It was, it was him and Jordan like, uh, 89, 90, 88, 89, 90. It was the, whenever Nike got Bo Jackson, and uh, they did that whole campaign. It was, it was him and Jordan, just the two most famous athletes on the planet. Uh, Bo was probably ahead of Jordan then, but um, he was he was amazing, and uh, came back with an artificial hip too. By the way, and played played in the majors for a couple more years with an artificial hip. So it was just an injury that got him, but. Um, Unbelievable athlete. Possibly the best ever. So, uh, he is my number six. Number five, the sheriff. I think that's what they call him. He didn't really have a 
I mean, they, his sheriff is his nickname, but it's really not a big nickname guy. Peyton Manning. Uh, Peyton Manning. Well, I I loved him from the get go. Just always did. Um, same kind of thing. Just dominant. Um, I don't know what it was exactly. I when I was um, when he was a senior in college. Um, I had a buddy that went to Alab- went to college in Alabama, and my brother and I drove all the way there, and sat in the end zone when Tennessee played Alabama, and uh, Peyton kicked the shit out of him. And I mean, I so I'm trying to think of when exactly I started really really liking him. I'm sure that that helped, but I I always I think I just think I always liked him. I mean, he was very uh easy to like. I mean, he was a lot of people's favorite player, but, um, I just remember like when he really, really being a big fan of his, when, uh, he finally got that ring against the bears and everything like that. But it was also like his stats were just dominant and he didn't have a ring yet. So it was one of those where it's like, once he got one, I'm like, okay, now you got, you can't, you know, nobody ever knew Brady was going to get seven, but I remember thinking at the time, I'm like, okay, he's going to go down as the best quarterback of all time. And, He's on the Mount Rushmore for sure, in my opinion. But yes, I just remember really, 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 really loving him for a long time when he played. So I put him at number five. Four. Getting some Illinois action going here. Darren Williams, the point guard uh, for Illinois when they had their best season ever. Best season ever when they went 37 and 2, I believe. Got beat the national championship by North Carolina. Uh, got screwed. I said it. I don't give a shit. It's not sour grapes. James Augustine. Just watch it. Just rewatch the game. Tell me James Augustine didn't get screwed. But Darren was, again, uh, he was one of those guys that I just felt never got enough, couldn't get enough credit for me. He, uh, it was obvious he was our best player on that Illinois team. Everybody's like, D Brown, D Brown, D Brown, because D Brown was flashy. And I like D Brown a lot. D Brown was flashy. Great ambassador for the University of Illinois. But Darren was our best player by far, which is why he was the number three pick in the draft. But, but I just loved how Darren ran the team. Darren, I, I just, I just love. I don't know, man. It's just something about like strong, silent types, I guess, or something. Because, he, but the, like Goldschmidt, quiet, kicks everybody's ass and is quiet. Bo Jackson kicks everybody's ass is quiet. Joker kicks everybody's ass is quiet. Carpenter kicks everybody's ass is quiet. Clay. Like, there's a pattern here. I, I like the guys that don't say shit, which is, and I hate the guys that do. So, um, uh, yes, Darren falls right into that category because he, he was just, like, uh, determined. Like, I'm going to ram this ball down your throat. Like, that Arizona game when they came back and won, he just took that all that over, and he just had this look on his face. He didn't say a word, but he had this look on his face just like, I will tear your head off. You know, he's a killer. And then he went in the NBA and had an, and uh, got two gold medals. Um, made three all-star teams. Should have made six if you look at his stats. Should have made, like, at least six. Kind of got screwed on that. It was always a li- He was always a little bit underrated, which is weird, but he was in Utah and everything. But, then, but he, uh, I mean, there was a five- or six-year span where him and Chris Paul were the two best point guards in the NBA, and everybody knew it. So he had an, a wonderful NBA career. Everybody talks about when he went to Brooklyn, he didn't do anything. But 
if you look at his, at his stats in Brooklyn, he averaged 20 points and 10 assists when you're in Brooklyn. So, hello. Like, tell me that's, you know, that's, he, he he's a badass. Had a great, great NBA career. So, um, I loved him and uh, pulled for him about as hard as anybody. So, uh, Darren Williams is my number four. Number three is the best running back in the history of the NFL, in my opinion, Barry Sanders. Again, you talk about a strong, silent type. Just make made guys look like freaking idiots all the time. And then he'd score a touchdown, just hand the ball to the ref. Play 10 years, kick the shit out of everybody. Just retired. Didn't No fanfare, whatever. Just felt like retiring, so he retired. He is... And he, okay, he's a guy that I fight, I like, I fight for in arguments because I'm like, he would have, and everybody knows this now, like years later, but um, when he retired, he was second in the NFL in career yards. Emmett Smith overtook him. Um, Barry played on bad teams, carried a couple to the playoffs. Um, but. If you would have swapped those two, Barry Sanders would have ran for over 2,000 yards every single year because Emmett ran behind that offensive line. You know, and everybody knows that. When you take talent, Barry and Emmett Smith, there's absolutely no comparison. But uh, the best thing about Barry was just quiet, humble, didn't want any attention. He would, he would just make you look like an idiot and then just break off a 80-yard touchdown, just hand the ball to the ref, not go to the sideline. Like, it was nothing. And, man, I just, you know, just absolutely love that. Uh, so he is my number three. Um, I can't uh, stress to anyone that hasn't seen him play or anybody younger that didn't get to, you know, that doesn't know anything about him, what – how dominant he was. And he is people, a lot of people say Jim Brown, stuff like that, but the best running back in my lifetime. And I got a hard time thinking Jim Brown's better than him because it, I just, I, I mean, I, I, you know, maybe he is whatever, but it's Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is the man. It's Barry, Barry Sanders. So he's my number three, number two. Now this one is a little bit weird. But this is from when I was in high school. This guy, I was obsessed with him in high school. I was obsessed with the Chicago Bulls in high school. And I was obsessed with Scottie Pippen in high school. Scottie Pippen, remember I told you about Clay Thompson, guys or guys like that that are like second fiddles that I just never that I just always pulled for or never felt like they got quite enough respect or whatever. Um Scotty, I lo- I love Michael Jordan. But I just always, I was obsessed with Scottie Pippen's stats. I was obsessed with attention that he got. I was obsessed with like, okay, he better make the all-star team this year. I was, I, I just, when I was growing up, like in high school, I was obsessed with him. And yes, I know that now he's in his fifties and seems like maybe he's got a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but I'm talking about back when he played. He, I just felt like no matter what, I'm like, man, like if you mention Michael, you better mention Scotty. And to this day, I will say that's the best one, two punch in the history of the NBA. And I think that most people would say that, but Scotty was, uh, 
an amazing player. Uh, him and Michael Jordan. This may sound crazy, but they were like they were the two best overall players in the league. But they were the two best defensive players in the league at the same time on the same team. And then when they brought in Rodman, I was just in heaven. I'm like they they could play three on five and make make the playoffs, you know. So I just always was obsessed with him. I loved him, and I just always wanted him to get more and more attention, more and more credit, more and more publicity, everything. I was a Scottie Pippen guy. So, and again, that's when I was in high school. The kind of player he was, I just was, uh, I don't know. I, I, he was he was my guy. Again, I know he's gone a little kooks here, you know, in his older age, in his 50s. But when he played, he was the shit. And the year that Jordan was gone, uh to play baseball or, or he played baseball, but for whatever reasons, uh, Scotty was the man that year for the bulls and they got screwed. I remember this. They got screwed. They got beaten seven games in the Eastern conference finals by New York and they got screwed. Um, or else how they may have won another championship even without Jordan. So Scotty was, was unbelievable. Um, I think he's a top, I would put him as a top 20 player of all time. I'm not going to go crazy and say he's top 10 or any of that kind of stuff, but I base top. I, I put him at top 20. Amazing player. So he's my number two. Number one. Went in the Baseball Hall of Fame last year. Another guy that just uh, takes care of business and keeps his mouth shut. Humble. Plays the game the right way. Third baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals. Number 27, Scott Rowland. He's my number one. It was kind of, it wasn't that tough to pick number one. It was kind of tough to rank the other ones. And I'm not even sure I did it completely right. But Scotty Roro, Scott Rowland is my favorite professional athlete of all time. I remember in 02, the Cardinal, he was playing for the Phillies. And there were these rumors, Walt Jockety. Why can't we get Walt Jockety back? That He was such a badass, man. Walt Jockety traded for Edmonds, McGuire, Renneria, Roland, Daryl Kyle. I mean, he did all this shit. He was amazing. And then he got into, I mean, something happened. We got into it with, I can't remember what the hell it was, but we let Jockety go and Mazalok took over. Mazalok's been fine, but man, Jockety just got shit done. Just got shit done. And he brought in Scott Roland. There were rumors that he was going to, because he's from uh, Jasper, Indiana. There were, he's a Midwest guy. There were rumors that he was going to get traded to the Cardinals. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And they were like playing the Braves or something. And like on the Turner Network, I remember this. I saw him hit a homer for the Phillies. Because I hadn't seen him play like a whole lot. I just knew he was like a complete badass. But like an all-star gold glove, third baseman for the Phillies. And still young, like young. And uh, he was like 27 or some, something like that. So uh, the Phillies were playing the Braves. I just happened to watch it and I saw Roland hit a homer and he's put his head down and like ran his ass off around the bases. And I'm like this, we got, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta make this happen. So Jockety pulls it off, brings in Roland, perfect Cardinal. We were on a six game road, road trip at the time. Cardinals were, and I bought a ticket, drove to St. Louis by myself, spur of the moment. And I'm like, I'm going to be there for his first home game so I can give him a standing ovation his first at bat. 
True story. Sad? Going by myself a little bit? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't give a shit. I was like, I'm going. I wasn't married yet, obviously. I was just like, I'm going. So I went, scalped a ticket back when you could scalp. Uh, Roland's first at bat. He gets like a one-minute standing ovation. You know, and of course they're playing the, uh, I knew I knew his entrance music was going to be the Limp Biscuit song. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. And he tore it up. And it's like every time he came up to bat, or every time they announced him that first year, he'd get like a standing ovation forever. I remember one time he was at home plate just like shaking his head like, man. And then like not long after he got traded there, he signed an eight-year extension. And I was just like, this dude is my guy. He's my guy. And so many memories of him, like went to so many games back then, like game uh, seven of the NLCS, me and a buddy went no four when he hit the home off of Clemens, just so many things, man. And he was just, and injuries and he stopped Troy. Oh five. He stopped Troy Roland's uh, running out of ground ball runs into, he stopped Troy F's up his shoulder, but Roland is a gamer. So he, he never let the shoulder heal that much because he wanted to play all the time. So, he could have probably taken off like a year, got it completely healed, but he's not. That's not how he is. He's like a Midwest hardworking badass, and he's just like, I want to play. So he never let it heal completely, and it and it affected his stats the rest of his career. But his stats were good enough to get in the Hall of Fame, though, weren't they? Because he went in the Hall of Fame as a Cardinal. So, by the way, Cardinals don't be douchebags. Retire his number, put a picture of him on the left field wall. Don't be idiots. But um, he's in the Hall of Fame as a Cardinal after all that because he. I was like, man, eight-year extension, he's going to play, the, he's going to retire as a Cardinal, and he's going to go in the Hall of Fame and all this, and he didn't retire as a Cardinal because him and Larusa got into it, and I don't blame him at all because Larusa's kind of a douche, but they're both very stubborn as well, so I think that's probably why they got into it. But So he ends up getting traded, but he still ends up going to the Hall of Fame and goes in as a Cardinal. So I was thrilled when that happened last year, and I just think he is uh, – if you have a child and you want them to know how to play baseball the right way, get on YouTube and just be like, hey, watch number 27 for the Cardinals the entire time. He is just, uh, he's a hes a baseball player. He's the way you should play the game. All these douchebags that hit home runs and stare at him and flip their bat and do little dances and all that kind of shit. I hate him. I hate them all. And Roland is the opposite of that. He is the shit. So the second he got traded to the Cardinals, he was my favorite player and it's never stopped. And he is my number one favorite pro athlete of all time. So that was a mouthful, but anybody else that wants to come in here, maybe I'll get some guys in here and they, we can, they can talk about their top 10 too, and we can debate and that kind of stuff. But so quickly, my honorable mention, Kawhi Leonard, Brian Jordan, Jerry Hester, Kevin Garnett, Calvin Johnson, Nolan Arenado, Jack Clark, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Irvin. My top 10 favorite pro athletes of all time. Number 10, Chris Carpenter, pitcher for the Cardinals. Number 9, Nikola Jokic. Number 8, Clay Thompson. Number 7, Paul Goldschmidt. Number 6, Bo Jackson. Number 5, Peyton Manning. Number 4, Darren Williams. Number 3, Barry Sanders, number two, Scotty Pippen, and number one, Scott Rowland. There you have it. Now, I will say this. Goldie's number seven, but it's probably just because he hasn't retired yet, and I don't know. But 
And I know the Scottie Pippen one seems like weird, but again, if you knew how obsessed I was with him when it, growing up, then you you would understand. So that's my top ten. What's your top ten? Feel free to share. Um, and I might be forgetting some because I again I when I came out here I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do the pot about. And I I thought of it kind of quick, but so I spent a little bit of time making my list, but. Uh, again, Larry Bird probably should have had him in the honorable mention, but I was so young. There's a pretty good chance if I'd have been like in my teens, whenever he was playing, he'd be my one. He'd, he'd be way up there, but I was, I was young when he was playing. So I don't remember him quite as well, but I, but I know that he was a complete badass. So, uh, even though I was like seven, eight years old, whenever he was at his peak, uh, I still probably should have put him in the honorable mention, but so that is my list. Uh, I want to let everybody know before I get off here. Um, still have the jheath2286.podbean.com Instagram. My ex Twitter or whatever is at Heath barn pod. And then the other stuff's welcome to Heath barn on all the other social media stuff, but I'm getting the YouTube channel back up and going um i am getting better at editing putting clips on there stuff like that and all these episodes are getting recorded so the uh youtube channel that i ignored for months is back i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna get it back uh up and up and running and have some uh plenty of stuff on there for everybody to find so um and it's just at welcome to the heath barn so uh keep that in mind but well that was kind of fun for me you guys feel free to make your own list maybe i'll get some buddies on there on here and they can talk about their list too but uh in the meantime fun episode for me thank you for listening and that's that